Welcome to Parenting Well. We're glad that you are all here. And uh, well, I'll let Joey use the little joke that he's going to use later. Uh, because we're talking about being busy, you know, and um, people are too busy to be here. Anyway, um, uh, for those of you who I don't know, I'm the high school pastor here at the Leewood campus. Uh, my brother Paul and uh, Joey are also student pastors. Paul's at the Brookside campus. Joey is here at the Leewood campus as the middle school pastor. Uh, and Jonathan is running around, uh, who's our pastor of student ministries at the Olathe campus. So we collectively are putting on uh, these seminars uh, called Parenting Well. Um, so just as a quick poll in the room, how many of you are tired of hearing, I'm just too busy? Anybody? Yeah? Okay. Um, and then how many of you are tired of saying you're just too busy? Anybody in the room? Okay. Um, and then perhaps anybody in the room who just is growing weary um, or numb to just the idea of being busy? Anybody? I know that I am for sure. Um, this morning, our hope is uh, that this would be an opportunity to have a conversation for all of us to have and to engage with about the rhythms of our lives and an opportunity to listen, share, and hopefully even be vulnerable with each other uh, about the areas of our lives that we're winning and doing this well and where we're struggling to create healthy rhythms. Um, so today we wanted to create space for all of us to to have this conversation, it's a, it's, a, it's a much needed conversation, but also hopefully we can grab a few handles and some ideas that we can start implementing into our lives. Um, so I want to do some full disclosure about this morning's conversation. It's fivefold, okay? Number one, we student pastors believe this conversation needs to happen. Number two, we're, com we're coming humbly to this conversation. And the third is part of number two is we don't have all the answers. Number four, we're on the edge of our seats as well. So this is something that we're all engaging in in real life in real, real time uh, alongside you. And then the fifth one is this. We're hoping to gain insight as well. Uh, so may this morning be a time for all of us to pick each other's brains and hopefully better understand what gospel-centered rhythms are and why it's important to think in this particular way. And so this morning what we're going to do is we're going to have table conversations. Uh, I'm going to intro, intro Joey in a few moments. Uh, he's going to come and share what gospel-centered and gospel rhythms are. And hopefully we just can pick each other's brains and share ideas and things that we've implemented before. So let's pray, and then I'll intro into the table discussion one. Father, we come to you right now uh, humbly with a, a longing from our hearts and our souls to figure out how to rethink and reframe how we live our lives. We know you have so much more for us, and it's even hard to conceptualize, man, how do I really live into that? How do I lean into that? And so, Father, we pray that... Uh, you would open up our minds and our hearts to just the areas in our lives that maybe we need to rethink, the areas that we need to uh, recenter. So, Father, be with all of us this morning, and may we be open to what you have to say. And may we leave this place.
feeling a little bit encouraged and maybe like, man, I, we got to talk about this at home. So, Father, be with all of us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me, let me pray before we jump into this, and then, uh, and then I'll go. Father, we, we thank you just for the opportunity to gather together and partner together. Um, we thank you for our children, and we pray that what is learned here, gained here, thought about here, will not only be fruitful in our own lives, but God, that that it would be fruitful in the lives of our children. And uh, we thank you for them. And may we keep them in mind as we um, try to parent well and as we come to this well as parents. Uh, in your holy name we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Um, so I think, I think that this quote is relevant for our conversation this morning. Uh, it's from one of my very favorite movies. I'm going to put that slide up there. Um, Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Uh, so true, right? I mean, this is, this is, this is part of my, my heart is this generation of movies of Ferris Bueller. Um, not, not condoning um, skipping class or <laughs> playing hooky. Uh, but on the, on the flip side of things, I was sitting at Scooter's Coffee House on Antioch uh, working on this very project, on this very conversation uh, this week. And so about busy life, rhythms, stress. Uh, I was also thinking about coffee because it was very, very early in the morning. And uh, how ironic that I look over at Scooter, in Scooter's Coffee House and see this uh, poster in this newly redesigned uh, Scooter's Coffee House. Um, I feel like that that's a great word for the rhythm and pattern of life that many of us lead. Hustle. Okay, and for our children that we live right now, hustle. Our students hustle off to school. They hustle during practice. They hustle home to do homework, and they just hustle. Just, just hustle. Just do it. Right? I mean, it's the Nike culture that we live in. Uh, is just do it. Just hustle. Um, we're not really sure why, um, but just hustle. And to be honest, hustle is a good word. Jason used the word busy earlier. Busy has this kind of negative connotation. I'm too busy. I, I'm busy is not what I want. Hustle, on the other hand, what's, we should hustle. We should, we should work hard. Um, but as I sat back and considered this poster more, I realized what it was really saying. Rise or set, son. Go ahead. We're still hustling. And so... Uh, the ancient patterns of life, day and night, uh, they mean nothing to me now. Let's, let's forget those, those, uh, those rhythms of nighttime and daytime. Um, none of that is going to stop me from working and hustling. Um, we have one mode, and with the help of highly caffeinated beverages, okay, um, it's, it's the hustle. And some of you can actually probably do the hustle. Can you, okay, okay, good. Um, and then it's, it, that, that, that comment actually sounds pretty proud. That rise or set sign, go ahead. We're still hustling. It's like, look, look what we're doing. We're, we're hustlers. Um, now, we believe deeply that this is not the life that we long to live. Um, it's just this hustle. It's not the good life. It's not the healthy life. Um, again, again, this morning, as student ministry pastors... 
we don't want this to be a rebuke. Um, this is no correction or indictment to our beloved parents, you all, both of you. Um, it's more of a confession from your busy pastors. Um, but like C.S. Lewis has taught us, that we seek to understand others by deeply trying to understand ourselves. And um, if we are struggling to adopt healthy, gospel-centered rhythms, we recognize that there are probably some other people out there who are struggling with that same thing. Um, as we see the students that we work with, um, we recognize that something has gone off course. Um, these are students who are rich with anxiety um, and rich and smell like busyness. Um, and this is just something that we see, we want to point at, and we want to say, hey, let's have a family conversation. Um, the adults, we're just better at hiding it. Am I right? This conversation is just as much for us too. We live busy lives and our students often just mirror that back to us. But this hustle is killing us uh, as a culture, as a, as a church. Um, so I want to ask three kind of big questions and we're going to kind of walk through these. But the first one is, what does your rhythm look like? Um, I think this is a special opportunity to stop, to step back, and to assess how we are going about our daily, our weekly, monthly, seasonal activities. And likewise, we need to consider the rhythms and patterns, um, how these rhythms and patterns are affecting us and affecting our children. And this is physically, emotionally, spiritually. And we have to ask the question, how do we assess uh, the rhythms and patterns of our busy lives? It seems like we don't have enough time to stop and assess. I'm not sure that this thing is, you think this thing is, am I projecting over there, Paul? I'm through the monitor. Are you sure it's kicking up on the sound? Oh, good, good, good. Um, now the rhythms of our culture are pretty bleak. Am I right? And when we, we see that sign, rise or set sign, go ahead. I'm still hustling. I'm still doing my thing. But uh, we, we have to be honest about the cultural rhythms that we have either received, rejected, or redeemed, thoughtfully or not. Um, and we, we, have, we, need, we as Christians, we need to be um, adamant about assessing that. What in the culture have we adopted as our own? And, and what in the culture have we rejected? And where do we seek to redeem culture? Um, whether we feel busy or not, assessment, regular assessment is so critical to this. Um, so first, let's agree on what we're talking about here. Um, what's a rhythm anyway? Uh, perhaps we can think about rhythm and the patterns of life uh, like a score of music. Now, I am not a trained musician, so, uh, so I'm going to just bear with me here. Okay? Okay. Is there one more line? One more line. Um, so in a score of music, uh, with any given song, phrase, or measure, uh, music is composed of different notes and rests. Somebody might have to tell me what a rest looks like. Um, it's just a bar? What do you, where do you put it? Like that? <laughs> um, but the, these are the, the two basic components of any score. And rhythm can be described as the frequency and arrangement 
of musical sounds or non-sounds in a given duration, okay? So, and to be honest, I think, I think musically, you can put as many, you know, depending on what this number is, you can put as many notes and rests in there as you possibly want. But for a given duration, an interval, this gives you your rhythm. Uh, this is how it's defined by Webster's Dictionary. So perhaps then rhythms of life can be described as the frequency and arrangement of activity and non-activity in a given period of time. Okay, so that's what we're talking about is in your life, in a given day, week, month, what, are the, what is the rhythm, the frequency and arrangement of activity and non-activity? And so we ought to think about all, all those categories daily. I mean, some of you guys have a daily routine weekly. You know, Chris was sharing a little bit about his routine with his boys on a weekly basis, monthly, seasonally, yearly, or even uh, multi-yearly, as we see in the scriptures. Um, and we should think about these for us, for our children, and for our family as a unit. Because frankly, a lot of those rhythms are going to be different. I mean, Carrie's rhythm is going to be different from Chris's rhythm, but their family rhythm needs to be thought out as well. Um, so again, as, as student ministry pastors, we recognize that we are part of this problem, uh, but perhaps together we can kind of point at and, and talk about how we're feeling about it and, and talk about maybe some possible solutions. Again, this is more of an exploratory conversation with our beloved parents rather than like, hey, we're going to get up here and teach you guys how to do this well. We are not doing this well. Um, so I want to ask a couple of questions. How, and we're going to put, put the answers up here. So if you want to use those microphones, that'd be great. Um, how would you characterize the rhythms and patterns of your family uh, currently? Okay. What are some words that, you, that we can place up here uh, that would capture the feeling of your rhythm? So let's name, name some things that, uh, some words that come to mind that describe your current rhythm. They can be good or bad. Shuffling. Do the shuffle. Okay? Shuffle. I think hustle. Yeah. I mean, did that, did that poster resonate with you guys? I mean, it's almost like, uh, I mean, I just have like a coach in, my, in the back of my mind saying, hey, come on, hustle, hustle, hustle. I tell my kids, hustle, because they're slow, right? Yeah. Uh, what else? What would describe your current schedule and, and rhythm? What? Plan? Okay. Plan. I would say constantly prioritizing and reprioritizing. Okay. So I'm going to put constant up here. And then in parentheses put prioritizing. What were you saying, Janet? Okay. Options and choices. Yeah, these are good. Recently tired is not enough for us. Okay. Yeah. Frequent. And then I'm going to put tired. And I'm, again, I'm just going to list a bunch of words. Like, how would we describe our current rhythm of life 
Sleep deprived, yes. Yeah. Lack of control. Um, so the word that came to mind when you just said that, Chris, was um, trapped. Yeah. I feel trapped by a calendar or by um, obligation. You know, Carrie shared earlier in our table discussion um, about the parts of our schedule that are almost dictated to us by schools or other organizations it's just part of part of the package like yeah we signed up to commit to a but a also comes with a 1.1 1.2 1.3 and all these other obligations um that's where we often feel trapped We're like i don't really want to do this but it's part of the package of what we want to do i don't know how to describe it too but you know they look back at what technology's done over the last 20 30 years thought process was, is, oh, we'll get more efficient and you'll have more time. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it's the opposite, right? Because yeah. it's like you're always checking your phone, yep. checking your email, and answering phone calls at all hours of the day. It's like it's almost, it, life was almost better 30 years ago when we <laughs> didn't have email and we didn't have cell phones. And yeah. You could unplug more. You know? I mean, that was the theory of the Industrial Revolution, is that we would use these big machines and it would give us time for leisure. The trouble is that none of us used it for leisure. As a I man, as a people, we used it for more work. Um, yeah. Anything else that we would want to put up here? I mean, how does your rhythm and your pattern feel to you? And again, we want to kind of capture that feeling. Complicated. Complicated. That's a good one. Okay. Complicated. As much as we want to plan and coordinate and keep it keep to a schedule, um, sometimes we struggle when something interrupts that rhythm. Um, oh, the, yeah, these are all very very good. And uh, you know, one thing that we should keep in mind when we when we think about rhythms and patterns is that we in a musical score, both notes and rests are absolutely necessary. Imagine a musical score that only has quarter notes in it or has way too many uh, whole notes <laughs> in it or uh, is simply just rest. I mean, there's no music if there's no notes. And so um, we do need to consider what is, a rhythm is made up of um, both rest and notes, activity and non-activity. Uh, what are some of the, second question is, what are some of the implications, challenges, or problems uh, that you see when you assess your rhythms and routines? So, um, let's look at our, our, our word picture here. Shuffle, no, 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 you're good. 
Thank you, Alan. Shuffle, hustle, plan, uh, constant, complicated, stressed, frustrated, unpredictable, constantly connected. Um, what, what are some implications to that for us and our children? Alan, you want to you move it? I'll, I'll write these up here. Can you stick it on that, that stand right there? Yeah, I'm going to write these up here. I, Carrie, what I hear you saying is uh, fatigue. Sorry, it's not fatigue. It's fatigue. Um, okay. Superficial conversation. Yeah, yeah. What kind of example are we are we setting? And I'm going to talk a little bit um, about that particular thing um, towards the end of this. I mean, what else? What are some implications or, or some some problems with what we just drew up there? Volatile, yeah, <laughs> volatile, uh, I want to say emotions, but it's not just emotions. It's um, volatile levels of stress. Yeah, yeah. And so that really impacts our conversations, our relationships. Um, and if we're volatile, let's not just put it on our kids. If we're volatile with our stress level, um, what example are we setting? to our students. Well, and I, honestly, I mean, I think as adults, we have maybe, a, hopefully, a little better control of our emotions. Yeah. And our teenagers... Hypothetically. Hypothetically. <laughs> our teenagers, you know, that, that volatility hits the ceiling much more quickly. Yeah. And in theory, more unhelpfully, more quickly. Joe, we talked about this at our table, but the whole concept, like for our kids, that they kind of grow up with this sense of I always got to fill my time up with something. Yeah. And if I have downtime, well, gosh, I need to pick up my phone, or I need to play a video game, or I need to watch a show. Yeah. I can't just exist. I can't just sit and think about life. You know, yeah. like everything in their life is scheduled. You know. Yeah, it's an inability to rest, an yeah. inability to be bored. They can't be bored. An inability to, I mean, if you're thinking about a musical score, it's the inability to to have a, a rest note. Is that what it's called? You musicians, is it a rest note? Or is it just called a rest? It's just called a rest. There's no note. Well, it's the absence singer, of note. If you're a singer, you need a chance to breathe. breathe. Yes, yes. Yeah. To rest or breathe. And for you who are listening on this uh, this audio, 
uh, Cheryl just shared that that when you're a singer, you have to um, consider time to breathe in between um, vocalizations. Is that what you want to call it? So, would you add anything else? Again, we're we're asking what implications, challenges, or problems do you see when you assess these rhythms and patterns of your life? Yeah. So complicated decision-making processes and anxiety, and I, we would add depression there. Right. That's that, kind of the... That ranges, I think, from simple things like what movie am I going to go see tonight yeah. to complicated things like what college am I going to go Yeah. Exactly. I mean, some people have a, have a problem making a decision about what to get for dinner right. or what restaurant to go to as a family, and that actually can implode. And you know, there's a lot of relationships that... that uh, yeah. Hey, you're going to miss out. We have to be doing something all the time. Yep. At all. Don't miss it, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, it's important that we ask these questions on a regular basis, not just periodically and at a Parenting Well seminar. Um, this is something that we, that we should not do occasionally, um, but it's a bit like balancing a checkbook. If we, check, if we balance our checkbook or... Consult our checkbook, yeah. Yes, we have online banking and all those tools. Automated bill pay. However, if you let that go unchecked for a a reasonable period of time, you're asking for trouble. And so in the same sense, assessment has to be part of our regular rhythm. So asking this question, what does your rhythm look like? Um, So this this will allow us to know where we are and... And next, consider where we are going, okay? So that's the title of our, of our Parenting Well seminar today is uh, Gospel-Centered Rhythms or Finding Gospel-Centered Rhythms. And I want to talk a little bit about what are some primary components of a gospel-centered rhythm. Um, so after assessing our own rhythms and pattern of life, let's consider uh, those set out for us in God's Word, um, and the historical practices of God's people. The daily, weekly, and seasonal patterns of human flourishing can be extrapolated from the very character and work of God. Uh, The two broad components for God-designed rhythms and patterns as seen in Scripture are work and rest. God commands us uh, to pattern our weekly rhythm after his own at creation. So we have six days of work and one day of rest. So we model our pattern, or we're commanded to model our pattern after God's pattern. And this is both exemplified and commanded by God. And we, uh, we humans are created with this in mind, with both of these in mind. I think we really struggle with that. We, as a, especially as a, a Christ community, we know we are created for work. But we are also created to rest, or we're, and we're commanded to rest. 
But beyond these two broader components, uh, we ought to consider how our patterns and rhythms of life are pointing toward Christ. Now, surely, surely you all would agree with this, that an unbeliever uh, might see the need and value of healthy patterns and rhythms of rest uh, in their life. But as disciples, uh, we are called to practice, practice these things to the glory of God. Am I right? We're not only supposed to take the six days of rest and have a weekend and, and there we're doing our duty, but actually we're supposed to point our rhythms uh, to a, a God-glorifying, in a God-glorifying manner. Um, so what components are necessary for fostering things like spiritual formation, uh, Christian community, and lifelong discipleship? Um, the telos of our work and our rest ought to be the worship of God. And you guys might know that word telos. Uh, it is the end goal, the, the future destination of our journey, of our path. Where are we going? What is our compass set to? Um, I'm going to read a, a couple of passages of scripture. This is from the message translation of Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. I read this all the time to our students. And I just was reflecting on this, and this is so important for us to consider as we um, plan out our weeks, plan out our months. But Paul says this, um, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. He'll be, you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best from you, develops well-formed maturity in you. So when it comes to work and activity as his disciples, uh, we are to direct uh, all of that towards the glory and the worship of God. That sounds daunting, doesn't it? You're like, well, how do I, <laughs> how do, I do a carpool to the, the glory of God? Um, but it is, it is for his honor that we do all of this, do all this work and all this rest. It's for his name's sake. Um, and, and that, frankly, is good work well done. First um, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. God made us for work. God made us for rest. Uh, sleep is a gift from God. Mm, mm, yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, when we ignore that gift and simply hustle day in, day out, we wear ourselves thin and we labor in vain, is what the scriptures tell us. When we rest, we're actually trusting in the lordship of God and his sovereignty, that he's got this. Uh, the world is not going to crumble without me. This project might fail, but I might, I'm, I'm still going to have a, a roof over my head and you know my family intact. I need to rest. And actually, rest actually enables better work, more fruitful work. Uh, in Psalm 127, verse 2, which we actually read one, Psalm 127 at our fall retreat uh, debrief meeting just, uh, this past Monday. 
So it was just ironic that I came to this passage. Uh, but the psalmist says, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest. And he's talking about building the house, that without God, this house is not going to be built. So it is in vain that you rise up early and go, to, go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives to his beloved sleep. It's a gift from God. Um, I want to transition here. We're going we're gonna to do some more kind of board work. Uh, I, what are some... Thank you, Alan. Vanna. What are some other examples of activity and non-activity that, that ought to be considered for a gospel-centered rhythm? Again, we, we talked about our rhythms. Let's consider what a gospel-centered, a rhythm pointed towards Christ. What are some components, some essential components of activity and non-activity that we ought to consider putting into our rhythm. Ready, go. I'll write one up here. Prayer. Okay, prayer, thank you, Janet. Prayer, spiritual disciplines. I mean, I hear middle school students, high school students, adults alike, we're all saying, I just don't have enough time to read my Bible. Uh, I, don't, I don't have time to pray. And, you know, then the Jesus juke is, well, you don't have enough time not to pray or not to read your scriptures, which is true. This is not helpful. kind of points to something there that that uh discipleship of our students of our of our children needs to be part of our rhythm right we need to consider like, how am i actively teaching my children how to do this so i'm gonna put discipleship up there and i tell my middle school students this you are not allowed to judge my spelling uh, maybe just serving others uh, yeah okay so service What about some non-activities? Quiet. Quiet. Uh, just having gratitude all the time. Okay. Uh, attitude of thankfulness. Yeah. Um, this is just in my head. This is, count your blessings. Yeah. Yeah. That should be part of your rhythm. That's good. I'm gonna put naps in here. Sunday naps. Sunday naps. Oh. Green Bay Packers. Maybe like forgiveness. Yeah. You know, I want to put in there, like, reconciliation. Um, and I'm going to point to something. You know, uh, those who have gone through the program of, of AA, you know, they're required to, like, go make uh, restitution and re reconciliation with, I think, everybody in their life, <laughs> which is actually an amazing feat. 
You actually have to make time for that. You, you can't just do that accidentally. Oh, I'll do that when I see them. Um, but part of the Christian life is actually actively seeking those people and saying, I need to make a regular rhythm of, of going through my list and making sure I'm not harboring um, bitterness in my heart. So a couple last ones and then we'll, we'll continue on. Like what are some components that we need really need to consider? Because uh, we talked about all the things that we're doing right now. Uh, are, are there any things that, that are musts when it comes to a gospel-centered rhythm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, community has to be a part of that. We, we are not meant to be alone. We cannot do this Christian life alone. If we are never rhythmically engaging in community, uh, that's not Christ-exalting, and that's not healthy. Practicing the, the presence of God. Um, is that what it's called? Yes. And just kind of keeping Christ at the, at the forefront of your mind. And you actually make a, a pattern out of that. You make a habit out of that. Um, every opportunity you think, okay, what is this doing for the kingdom? What is, what is my car drive? What opportunities might I have there? Um, I think that's actually key to pointing all these other things that we do in work and rest towards Christ is that we practice this presence of God, that God is with us. Um, any other, as we think about these components, any broad categories that are important to uh, gospel-centered rhythms? Um, I mean, so think about how would you consider something to be work? Or what do you consider to be work? And what do you consider to be rest? Now, some people think that vacation is a time of rest. Some other people think, oh my goodness, I'm never going to plan a vacation ever again because the last one uh, wore me thin and was a disaster. Like, it was just a lot of work to go on vacation with your 15 family members or 30, Janet, of you. No, Janet. <laughs> um, but think, as, as we kind of continue this conversation, think about what categories might you place these in these things into Um, because frankly service and prayer actually might be restful activities for you Um, but but again it it depends on your personality type and uh and your temperament so the last question i want to ask is i don't think i need this anymore is how can we get there uh so think about a nautical format here uh where are we where do we want to go, and how do we get there? Um, actually, creating and developing healthy family uh, gospel-centered rhythms is no easy task. I think that's why we're all here this morning, and that's why we're listening to this audio, if you're, you're out there. Uh, and it will take time. The first uh, rhythm we actually need to adopt is actually the one of self-reflection and assessment. We need to stop, pull back, and say, where, where, where are we? Where are we going? Um, at, at seasons, um, and as seasons change, and trial comes our way, which you can't predict trial. 
um, our rhythms and patterns shift. And so we might, we might be in a real good rut, a real good rhythm, and then something changes. And how do we adapt? How do we um, change our rhythms in a healthy way? We need to be regularly reflecting, planning, and tweaking uh, these, these uh, rhythms and patterns, these habits. And so I want to give you guys what I think are some helpful, common prescriptions. It, prescriptions is in quotes. Um, for us as we seek to find gospel-centered rhythms. Now, as a student ministry team, we want to be really careful about prescribing uh, anything to any family because every family unit is different. Every person is very different. And what a gospel-centered rhythm might look like for me might be very different for you. But here are some comments. Through conversations with other parents and, and through reading some literature, uh, here are some common prescriptions I think might be really helpful as we, as we depart from here. Um, the first one is, and these aren't up on the screen, but the first one is stop and reflect. So this is the self and family assessment. Stop and reflect. Uh, stop, collaborate, and listen. And number two is consider your telos. Consider your end goal uh, as you plan for your week, your season, and your life. Where are you going? So we've already talked about those two. Uh, number three is calendar according to your compass. Okay, and this, this actually came from uh, Mr. Matt Quick uh, when I had a conversation with him. But calendar according to your compass. Sync those up. Plan and commit to activity and rest that gets you to your destination. Number four, evaluate the value and the nature of activity and rest before you commit to it. I can't tell you how many things I commit to without truly understanding what's involved. If we can actually sit back and not make decisions so quickly, we might actually better plan for our telos and say, this is actually gonna be helpful for me. But too often times I, I commit to this and commit to that, and those things clog down my journey to where I'm going. Uh, so resist impulse commitments. In the same way that we try to practice uh, resistance against impulse buying. I mean, the worst thing you can do for your checkbook is, is go online on Amazon, just buy whatever you want or whatever. Oh, that looks good. And click buy right now. I don't even have to check out. Just buy right now. Uh, that's how I do commitments. Like, that sounds great. That sounds like a win. I'll do it. Oh, wait, I didn't realize this was going to be four nights out of the house. Um, and then the last one uh, that I'll leave you guys with is learn, and this is the hardest one, um, Learn to strive to say no to good things. Um, allow your yes to be fulfilled. There are, if there's one thing, if there's things that I regret, uh, it's saying yes to something and it getting blocked out by other yeses. Like, yeah, I, I told you I would do that, um, but I also told these 10 other people uh, that I would do this other thing as well. Okay? I actually have one more final um, prescription. And then I, I hope we can have like maybe five, if you guys want to stick around five minutes to, to maybe finish up table discussions. Um, but the, the last one uh, I want to leave you guys with is look in the mirror. And I, and I say this like for myself. Um, look, look in the mirror, a.k.a. your children. Look at your children, the, the rhythms and the patterns 
that our children live by are probably a good reflection of our own. So if we are stressed out because our kids are stressed out, they're probably stressed out because you're stressed out. Oftentimes, culture will say, ah, oh, those young kids, they're such a problem. They're just mirroring adult culture. Teenagers on their phone? It's probably because all the adults are on their phone, too. Um, Marlo Bratton, who's a mom here at the Leewood campus, uh, shared this story with me the other day, and I asked her to send it to me in a text message. I'm just going to read what she texted to me. It was a beautiful example of this, this last kind of... Um, encouragement to you parents um, about setting an example for healthy gospel-centered rhythms and patterns in our life. When my, when my girls were little, the Lord reminded me how important it was to model desired behavior in our kids. We had a very steep staircase uh, at our home, and I was constantly reminding my young children to hold the banister as they went down. One day, my three-year-old was walking down the stairs behind me but wasn't holding the banister. I almost told her to hold on to it, but then I noticed that I wasn't holding it either. So I kept my mouth shut, I put my hand on the banister, and glanced over my shoulder to see that she had done the exact same thing. She didn't have to say anything, she didn't have to reprimand her daughter, all she had to do was just show her how to do it, okay? So with that, with this in mind, um, assessment, considering the compass, considering where we're going, um, why don't we spend the last, I mean, it's, it's 10 o'clock right now. Let's spend five minutes or however long. If you need to jet, jet. Um, there's a, a table, a number two table discussion sheet. Uh, feel free to work through that. And then once you guys' tables pray together and then we can be adjourned. Does that sound like a good idea? Okay, thanks again, thanks for being here. And... Uh, we're very grateful for you all, and, and it's, I think it's really healthy that as a group we can process this together. Um, a little bit, a little, one note about our next Parenting Well. <clears throat> this is one of four conversations uh, where we will address healthy, gospel-centered rhythms and patterns in our lives. Um, we, we plan to, over the next course of the year, um, to address, uh, you know, healthy rhythms of work, healthy rhythms of rest. Um, how do we care for our students when it comes to stress and anxiety? Um, and how can we um, continue this open conversation? Not, not as pastors to parents, but pastors with parents and parents with pastors. Okay, so again, thanks for being here. We love you guys.